I'm Philip Connaughton, I'm the choreographer of extraterrestrial events. It's based on these findings from uh, UFO sighting reports uh, that I took um, from a French uh, institution called GEPAN, which is the group for studying information of unidentified flying objects, very bureaucratic, very French, and uh, they record it all. When you have a UFO sighting report, um, they put you in touch with the police, and the police put you, or you, when you talk to the police, they put you in touch with this um, w uh, subgroup of the National Center for Space Studies and then they kind of study your case to see if it really was unidentified or not and then they categorize it, they investigate it and it's all online and archived and I found these cases and went through kind of 447 of them. I found four that I thought were interesting to me and uh, we made a very interesting piece, a dance opera. I'm Michael Gallen and I'm the composer of Extraterrestrial Events. I suppose Philip and I had discussed the idea from way back when he first discovered these archives um, of the alien sightings. And one of the things that was most interesting was how we could take the language which in those interviews, which is quite mundane, it's really, it's their police reports, and find a musical world where there'd be a tension between that language and, I suppose, the lyricism of uh, an operatic soprano as the main performer. Um, the way that we've worked, I suppose, on on this show and on Tardigrade is we share a lot of information with one another and have a lot of discussions prior to the creation of any material. And then once Philip had selected the text, um, I kind of went away with that again sort of carved it out into something that would be usable for music and then I'd compose sketches. We'd get back together again into a room then and start trying to find an arc through the music and then there's an eventual point where we'll all come into a room together. Philip, in, in this case, Philip had worked with the dancers separately and I had worked with Kim um, in little workshop periods and then we brought it all together. And the two of us went on a residency together to Shawbrook for a week and I suppose that was where the show as a show became forged. There was something very interesting about uh, the order of events because um, one of the things that I was particularly interested in in uh, when people uh, in, in UFO sighting reports or in somebody telling the truth is the chronology of events. That chronology is a very important aspect of it, and it was something that we really tried to be true to in with the lyrics and with the text that we were using. There was also a very interesting spatial awareness of how how the how the the order of the piece, if you could if you could call it an order, was formed was actually spatial. I mean, from from uh, with ideas of distance, you know, from near to, from far to near and very close. And it was interesting how we kind of found these patterns and structures within it. I uh, initially had um, been reading this book by a French sociologist, Arno Esquer. And uh, he'd taken a UFO sighting reports and um, done a linguistic analysis of them 
to um, to kind of figure out what sort of patterns exist when somebody is trying, when you're trying to tell somebody a story and you consider it to be true. So, do are there any are there any particular patterns like um, uh, any any uh, any repetitive structures? And when I saw the way he was doing that, for me, it really seemed like choreography. I was very interesting interested in the deconstruction of the language, and so it was a, a really interesting uh, working with Michael. We always kind of play like that, but it was a real interesting crossover between uh, lyrics and choreography that could merge into this thing which was much more global and less categorizable, if that's even a word, than, than, than just uh, opera or dance or one thing, but we could really get our teeth into it on every level. was always going to be something with the fact of working with an opera singer and Kim is an opera singer. I think that that particular relationship between text and music is at its most interesting and the tension is at its tightest when it's an operatic style of singing with this type of text. So I suppose I, I normally wouldn't get into the that sort of argument between terms around opera or music theatre. I feel that the piece is definitely both. It's dance theatre music, theatre, opera. Um, but Kim is very much an opera singer. And really, the desire to work with Kim, I know, was very strong with Philip. Philip had worked with her before on some operas down in Cork. And everything then grew out of that. Um, I suppose as well, it is the case that this is a piece where, albeit that the narrative isn't you know, a clear, linear narrative, what narrative there is, is somewhat carried through Kim's character. And I, th I think that that's something that's there in opera. You know, there, there's no spoken text in, in the piece at all. I had a 2016 arts bursary and part of my uh, research with that bursary was uh, my interest in artists who stepped uh, outside of their genre. And uh, that was particularly interesting to me because sometimes I think as a performer, you arrive at a point or there's a particular thing that you have to do which requires you to move beyond the limitations of what, what you know. And Kim Sheehan was definitely an artist that I'd worked with that when I looked at her, I didn't think about an opera singer. I thought about an amazing performer. And I suppose you have an amazing performer. You, when you're seeing a great actor, you're not, you're not thinking of them as an actor or a dancer or a musician. It just, it takes over. It goes one step beyond. And so the, the whole reason that it's this dance opera is because I was interested in uh, surrounding myself with a bunch of people who could kind of push beyond those boundaries of categorization what you're left with it's something that's kind of difficult to categorize really because it's a dance piece it's an opera it's a bit of everything there's drama it's abstract you know we don't we don't like to um worry yeah. about it actually i think the only reason that we call it dance opera is as well because we feel it would be interesting to an audience from dance and from opera and I think, you know, it's happened to me a few times when I've described it that people have said, oh, is it one of these sort of modern pieces where it's an opera but there's no singing in it or that kind of thing. Whereas 
I think in the blurb we say, you know, it's it's a dance piece and also an opera. Um, and it is an important thing that it... And I, I guess I feel as well with opera, that should be open. I mean, you know, it, it should be multidisciplinary. Um, so it really is a, a multidisciplinary performance piece um, that has very strong dance and opera elements. The whole structure and the whole base idea is um, is about the space that exists in between, you know, where does the truth lie? Is it one thing or the other? I mean, even if even with these UFO sighting reports, with these UFO sighting reports, uh, you have did it happen or didn't it? You know, and the thing is, it doesn't really matter because the fact that you thought it did or it did is not where the truth lies. The truth lies somewhere in the middle, and it's the same with the categorization of the piece. I think. I remember us having an early discussion about this as well, about the significance of having a character that sings among characters that dance. And I think that, you know, that, that's one of, the, one of the reasons why the multidisciplinarity works is because there is a reason why her character sings and why the other characters exist in a different world to her and why Philip's character exists in a different world from, from the other two. Um, and I, there's a real liberation in that type of allow you know multidisciplinarity where you allow the different disciplines to exist in different worlds i think we did that with tardigrade a little mm-hmm. bit as well mm-hmm. um and really making use of the oddness of there being several different people with different skill sets or different languages on stage This is our kind of third or fourth project together. So uh, we have a long-term relationship. So yes, it's really great to know that you can have uh, a concept and an artistic understanding that I can speak to Michael and say, look, look, you know, what, what do you think of this? And then we'll talk back and forth. And then I know that when he'll go away, that uh, that he's on, we're on the same wavelength, you know? And uh, so it's really, it, of course, yeah, it improves with time. So this one is better than all the others. <laughs> the only thing that I would say maybe that's particularly interesting about work, working with contemporary dance is that there's a huge amount of material that gets changed in the rehearsal room. I think that that probably, for me, that's required a, a different type of openness as a composer. Um, we've, we've found ways around it and that there, you know, there are periods where like, I'll go off and I'll just work on stuff on my own and you know, be a solitary composer in the like, traditional sense. But I think that part of what really works with, with these pieces is that when we get into the rehearsal room, I always kind of feel like the composition isn't done. And I think that's really, really important. That, and again, that's, we're very lucky in working with Kim and that she's such an incredible performer and, and, and artist and she's very able to adapt as things adapt around her. Thank you.